Before we dive into this episode, I have an exciting offer for you. You know that my passion is simplifying formulation for all hairstylists. Right now, my best-selling masterclass, Hair Color Formulation Simplified, is on sale for only $47. To get yours now, simply go to my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com forward slash simple. Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, it is not the trashy novel, Fifty Shades of Grey. We're talking about grey hair color. We tend to put grey into its own category as a one-size-fits-all shade of color, almost like comparing it to a level 5 or a level 6 or a level 7. It's level grey. And we treat it as if it's white. I talk about often on this podcast, on my YouTube channel, and especially in my coffee chats, that white hair is the only time that a formula will look like it is in a swatch chart. If you look at a swatch chart and you look at, say, a 7N, it's this beautiful balance between brown and blonde And it's very neutral. It's not brassy. It's a gorgeous color that most of our clients would absolutely love to have. But have you ever had that 7N look like that 7N on the client's hair? I have not. And even in white hair, I have not. And there's a reason for that. Because white hair needs to be treated almost the same as bleached blonde hair, that everything is void in that hair. All of the tones that make up brown hair have been taken away when it comes to white hair. So we almost have to treat gray hair coverage when it's white, white, gray as a filling situation. What's missing from that white hair that it's not absorbing the color in the right way? So a 6N on totally white, I always say Betty White because she's a great example. Betty White, white hair with a 7N is going to become kind of like a rat fur brown. It's not going to be a pretty color because it's going to be very flat and very cool and just a boring blah. Almost picture the color of most people's eyebrows that maybe were blonde as a child. It just becomes this very flat, boring, dull color that you wouldn't want to sit in someone's chair for, you know, 35 minutes to an hour to have your hair colored that color. But unfortunately, most colorists put a lot of trust in a manufacturer swatch chart. We think that they've created this chart to help us to show us what these colors are going to look like. But in 90% of the time, it looks nothing like the swatch. So let's talk more about the types of gray. You have that silver, tinsely looking gray silver that's very pale, very cooperative. It doesn't really fight us too much on anything. 
and can be pretty easily covered when covering it. It can be really easy lightened when lightening it. Then you have that deep gunmetal, almost, it almost looks like level four black hair, but it's a version of like a graphite gray. That graphite gray can give you just as much trouble when trying to lighten it or to make a gray hair conversion. When that client says, I want to, you know, embrace my gray. I don't want to cover my gray anymore. And you see that gunmetal color in there and you think, oh, that's a version of gray. No problem. And you try to lighten it and it will contribute just as much warmth and underlying pigment as natural brown hair. So that gunmetal graphite gray can be pretty tricky when you're trying to do other things because here's what happens, guys. There's never just one size fits all gray in most people's hair. They have a combination of all the shades of gray. They have the powder white, Betty White. They have the silver tinsel strands. They have the gunmetal. They have the graphite. They have the slate. There's so many different types of gray. What happens is all those types of gray can be on the same head of hair. So one size fits all does not apply. If you go to cover the gray in that circumstance, what's going to happen? If you formulate for the darker strands, then your lighter strands aren't going to react the same way as the darker strands and vice versa. If you just take care of coloring the lighter silver ones, the gunmetal deeper slate ones aren't going to get to the same point. So I want you to start to look at silver and gray and white as different colors as much as levels three, four, and five. You know, totally different colors, totally different ways to um, approach them when either deepening to cover the gray or lightening to cover the gray or blending to blend the gray. You really need to consider which color gray you're looking at. Another tip I wanted to share is when you are converting a client over to embracing her gray, a lot of times they'll come to see you with, you know, maybe an inch, if not an inch and a half of whatever's coming natural out of their regrowth. Then for the rest of the hair, it's whatever color either you or someone else has been applying on that hair. We've all seen the Jack Martin transformations. They take, you know, seven, eight hours to get all of that color out of the hair and to just start to embrace the silver gray or whatever it is that's coming in naturally. But here's what happens. Most hairstylists are overwhelmed with the enormity of the project. They don't want to say no because they know it's possible. They've seen it on Instagram. They've seen it on YouTube. They know it's possible and they really want to deliver that result to their guests. However, if you have not done a service like this before and you don't know how to properly, you know, take the right steps, you could actually be putting your client in like a 360 where you think you're doing them a favor by doing a certain procedure, but you're actually making the process take longer. What does that mean? So a client that is gray, who's been coloring her hair blonde and wants to convert to silver or gray, embrace her natural. It's usually a knee-jerk reaction for most stylists to put bleach all over the head to try to remove the blonde color to get them to the silver. But here's the issue. We talked earlier in this episode about the gray being different shades. 
So when you get in there with bleach and you touch that gray hair, keratin in the hair appears yellow. As soon as you hit silver or gray hair with any kind of bleach, it immediately goes to yellow. It becomes that, you know, chick yellow that you see at Easter time with the little, you know, Easter chicks. Um, It goes right to yellow. So by disturbing any pigment in that natural silver or gray hair, you're actually making the process take longer because now they have to grow out that yellow that you just introduced into the hair. So I share a technique that I learned way long time ago at Vidal Sassoon. I remember being very intrigued when I learned it and I thought, when the heck am I ever going to need this? Well, now I need it. These gray transformations are a perfect opportunity to utilize what's called a butterfly foil technique. I teach it in my membership for hairdressers called the Hair Color Secrets Insiders. And, you know, I'm very generous with the information and would love to share it with all of you. But it's a different way to approach foiling to not touch the lightener on that silver gray hair. So just start to look at those gray transitions a little bit differently and let the gray hair do the work for you. Have those guests take a longer time between visits. When they're ready to transition, they have to do some of the heavy lifting for you. They have to let some of that grow out. A lot of times I'll see in um, either Facebook forums or an Instagram post where the person will say, I switched my client over to Demi because she wants to start embracing her gray. So we're just going to blend her gray a little bit at her regrowth so it doesn't look so bad while it's growing out. Please don't do that. Demi permanent color will act exactly like permanent color when it comes to covering gray. And you're going to have to now grow that out. So she came to you with maybe two inches of regrowth of gray. You think it's a good idea to temporarily blend it with Demi thinking, oh, it'll come right out. But if you've ever tried to lift or lighten demi color, it can be just as hard to lift as permanent. So don't do that. Instead, I'd rather see you say, you know, you're going to a wedding this weekend, no problem. We're going to retouch your part and your hairline, and that's it. And then let all that silver and gray grow out underneath. And you just make sure that she comes in for a really awesome blowout so that you can camouflage all the other stuff that's going on. You can offer to do just a few foils of her regular retouch formula to temporarily mask some of that grow out. There's other ways of doing it versus making the whole process take longer. So I hope this has opened your eyes to 50 shades of gray, knowing that there are different shades of gray and it needs to be treated differently. And I hope if you're intrigued by this or any other podcast episodes or my YouTube, that you'll join me for my workshop. It's called Hair Color Formulation Simplified. I'm so excited to bring this information to all of you, and I hope that you'll join me. It's three live sessions starting on April 6th. I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Head to my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com to purchase a ticket to the workshop, Hair Color Formulation Simplified. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.